Welcome to episode 12 of Degrassi Talks. Degrassi Talks, Degrassi Listens. We're not alone, let's do this together. Degrassi Talks. Bianca is back on the podcast this Yay. week. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back, Bianca. <laughs> we missed you last week. Aw, thank you. <laughs> Today we will be discussing Degrassi's Peabody Award, Monroe and Aislinn at the Kids' Choice Awards, the season 11 storylines that were recently revealed, as well as Chasing Pavements Part 1, of course. So, how have you guys been this week? How was your uh, wedding, Bianca? Oh, it was great. Yeah, um, it's such a, I don't know, I guess it's with, it was, my boyfriend's cousin got married, and like, they're full Italian, so like, it's such a huge to-do for them, something that I'm not really used to, because um, a lot of my family's not around, so they're like, out in California and stuff like that, but, um... So it was really, really nice. I mean, the whole weekend was just incredible. Um, had such a great time. And uh, I guess, I'm sorry, I missed last week because I know, like, my schedule was so, so crazy last week. But I um, just want to say thanks to Heather for filling in for me. I know um, I couldn't let, you know, you Canadians get all the glory. So I had to have a, another New Yorker <laughs> step in. So, Heather, if you're listening, thank you for stepping in for me. But other than that, everything's great. Yeah, that's awesome. My week hasn't been so great. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I got a virus on my computer on Sunday, so I spent pretty much all day Sunday trying to get rid of it, which is really oh, annoying no. because I also had a presentation to do on Monday. So I was kind of freaking out because I had to, like, email stuff for my presentation to my other group members and everything, but I couldn't get on my email because of the virus. And so I just I spent the entire day just trying to get rid of it. And eventually, I, I was able to get rid of it. And it seems to be okay now. But, yeah, it was it was not fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, th- that, yeah. like, th- that was, like, always, like, my biggest fear in college, like, doing reports or, like, big projects is that, like, you know, my computer wouldn't work. And I'm pretty sure I've had a few scares like that. Um, so I feel your pain, Erin. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It ended up being okay in the end, but. Good. Yeah. And we're back on, only a day later, but it's all right. Um, I've been good, basically the same stuff. I'm, my hair is lighter than it was before, but that's usually what happens anyways. Usually I decide I want to go lighter blonde, and then that's what happens. So yeah, I'm lighter of a blonde than I was last week. So last week I briefly mentioned at the end of the podcast that people should send us questions, and I really didn't think that anybody actually would because I just like kind of threw it in there at the end of the podcast uh, because I was trying to think of like what people would want us to talk about and like maybe we could do some like more personal stories about Degrassi, and so people actually did send us questions. So uh, this question uh, comes from Hater, I think that's how you pronounce this person's name who asks, what was the first episode you saw on Degrassi? Oh, goodness. Trying to think. <laughs> Trying to think way back. <laughs> um, I honestly don't remember what was my very first episode. I just remember just kind of flipping through my channels and noticing Lauren Collins on screen, who, I've no- who I recognized from the show in a heartbeat that I used to watch. I'm pretty sure it was an episode of season two, because uh, um, I guess it could be season one, because she was like talking about how you know 
she was, you know, meme page back then, so she was talking about, like, her hair, and um, I don't remember. I don't remember what episode it was, but it was one of the old ones, and that's how, no, recognizing Lauren Collins is how I real, how I started watching the show, and then got addicted to it, so. What about you, Ashley? Um, well, I am old, or I mean older. I'm younger than, uh, both of you, so I I think I was maybe like nine maybe when season one of The Next Generation wow. came out. So, I, yeah, I know, isn't that, that's so weird for me to think of that. But um, I kind of like, you know, saw it on TV and I'd watch like five or ten minutes of it, but um, the season four, I believe, opener, which was like Paige dealing with her rape storyline with the court and everything like that, that was like my first full episode of Degrassi Wall 2 because it was an hour long special and that was I was hooked after that I went out and I bought all of the DVDs that were out so far and I haven't gone back cool for me it's kind of funny because like technically the first episode of Degrassi I saw was back when I was in grade 7 and it was a, actually an episode of Degrassi Talks not this podcast but like Degrassi Talks like the 90s documentary series <laughs> And I was in sex ed class, not even lying, and they showed an episode of Degrassi Talks. I can't remember which one it was, but, um, yeah, it was just, at that time, I didn't know what Degrassi was. I was like, so this is, like, a show about, from the 80s, and there's, like, kids interviewing other kids and stuff. I didn't really get it. But then um, I was in grade 8 when The Next Generation premiered, and so I, the first, like, actual episode of Degrassi that I watched was a mother and child reunion, like the right when it premiered, and I just remember that my parents watched the old Degrassi, so they were all excited about it, and they were of course going to watch it, and so I just ended up watching it too because I was, you know, just in the room, and um, you know, I wish I could say that like, oh, I loved Degrassi right from the beginning, but at that time it was more just like something my parents liked, you know, like they were like Degrassi fans back in the day. I didn't really get it at first, but. Um, you know, later on by like season two, season three is when I started to kind of watch so wait, regularly. You had sex ed in seventh grade? <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> this is how we do it in Canada. Yeah, we have it. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. in grade five I I went to a Catholic elementary school and there's this textbook, it's called Fully Alive. And I remember sitting in, like, class, and every like, you'd have to go around and read it, and when there was, like, a word that nobody would want to say, everybody would, like, totally avoid saying the word and, like, mispronounce it, and then everybody would burst out in laughter. I just remember that Fully Alive textbook, which is so funny, because anybody who um, went to, like, a Catholic <laughs> elementary school that yeah, had I, that textbook I guess, would totally remember I guess it's that. because, you know, seventh grade seems so long ago, and seventh graders now seem so young to me but I actually I do think I remember having like some sort of like sexual education in like in grade school but that's just weird it just it just seems weird <laughs> yeah it wasn't very it wasn't very in-depth or anything like that I mean all I remember about it is watching Degrassi and then also this guy was sitting beside me put his <laughs> hand up and asked if we had to do a title page on this and it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So moving on, <laughs> what everyone has been talking about this week is Degrassi's Peabody Award, and Degrassi won for My Body Is a Cage, the Adam episode last summer. 
The winners were chosen as the best in electronic media for the year 2010, and this is what they had to say about Degrassi. They said, True to its history, the durable high school serial's two-parter about a transgender teen neither trivializes nor over-dramatizes its subject. So I think a lot of people were really excited about this award, especially <laughs> Teen Nick, who tweeted about it about like 18 times in a row. And it got it actually got a lot of press coverage up here in Canada. Like, McLean's Magazine actually linked one of my videos, which was kind of cool. Um, so what was your guys' reaction to this I was really excited for them. Um, you know, it's, it's nice when um, the show gets recognized, you know, for for their efforts because, you know, they really try to um, tackle huge issues like this. So I, I was really excited for them. Um, it's well-deserved. It's well-earned. Um, and hopefully there'll be more to come. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Um, and is the Peabody Award, is it, like, international too? Yeah, I think so. Well, that that's definitely good too because usually most of uh, Degrassi's recognition like for awards is like usually you know the Gemini's um, so I'm glad that you know they're starting to re getting all of their awards and stuff internationally yeah it was really cool and it's nice to see Degrassi get the recognition that it deserves because I think a lot of people don't take it seriously you know because of the audience because it's like a teen show um, but it really is a good show, you know. As much as we all love to make fun of it sometimes, it really does touch a lot of people and it does make a difference. But I have to admit that I'd never heard of the Peabody Awards, and when this was announced on April 1st, <laughs> at first I thought it was an April Fool's joke. Maybe that makes me sound like an idiot, but <laughs> I was like, the Peabody Awards? What's that? But apparently it's like a very famous, prestigious award, so... Yeah, yeah, I think I've, I've, I haven't. I didn't really know what the Peabody Award <laughs> was before I heard, you know, this this press release. Um, but I've heard of it before. I just never really knew in what context it was for, you know. Yeah. Monroe and Aislin were also representing Degrassi at the Kids Choice Awards last Saturday, and they both looked really cute on the red carpet. Although we didn't get yeah, that was pictures that of was really upsetting. I, I actually like watched the Kids it's Choice Awards to see if they like were they had like some sort of thing like they, I don't know if they were presenting or anything. Um, but I was disappointed. Um, I like that the the I think the E talks. I think Aaron, you had posted it on Degrassi fans of them picking out their outfits. That was so cute, and I like how Aislinn picked the outfit I liked. <laughs> Aislinn dresses exactly yeah, like Claire. Yeah, so true. Like, that's such a Claire outfit. <laughs> I thought it was really cute. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very classy. Um, well, last year, I guess, when uh, Sam and Melinda went, we got a little bit more pictures. So I was kind of expecting uh, more pictures, especially since, you know, Monroe and Aislinn are, like, they have a really big fan base. So I was really surprised that we only got, like, one picture. Um and, like, no interviews at all, which was totally weird, but it wasn't really, like, their genre. Yeah, they, well, yeah, it just made me wish awards. that, I don't know. you know, the cast would be at the Teen Choice Awards this year. I thought they would have been, I thought they were nominated yeah. for something, and then Definitely. I looked at the nominees, and they weren't even nominated for anything, so I was just kind of confused as to why they were there in general. 
Um, but I guess they, they make a, an appearance every year. At least some of them try to. I think it's just because it was like a Nickelodeon award show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, and they're like the Nickelodeon family. Teen Nick, yeah, true. But, yeah. But if, if Degrassi gets nominated mm-hmm. for a Teen Choice Award this year, and I really hope they do, I'm sure some some of the cast will be there and we'll actually get more pictures and stuff then. Yeah, well, they deserve to be nominated for sure because the season has yeah, been a definitely. really good season. Once again, we've got more spoilers from the TV Attic this week. Uh, apparently, in season 11, and this is their quote, we will have one student of the male persuasion tackle the taboo that is shoplifting, another who is no stranger to trouble finding herself confronted with cocaine. And a third fan favorite is forced to deal with the baggage that comes when two squabbling parents fail to handle their divorce as maturely as one might hope. So, which Degrassi boy is going to be shoplifting this year, you guys? They didn't mention if it was a new student, right? No. No, it could be anybody. Just one student. It could be anybody. Oh, God. could be anyone. Early predictions? (laughs) Shoplifting. Um, I was gonna say Casey too. Maybe yeah. Casey. I could see him doing. That. Oh my god! Yeah, he's like stealing diapers exactly. or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like when JT went and he yeah, stole the painkillers. Sure. Did he not do that? I think he did. It's so long ago. God, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, the whole divorce thing is probably clear because I'm assuming that. You know, no other parent yeah, is going to be getting a divorce. So, yeah. Um, cocaine. I don't know. I I would think, like, maybe Imogen A lot of people think that it's going to be Bianca, the cocaine storyline. That they're know. actually going to give Bianca a good storyline this <laughs> year. Yeah, that could... <laughs> yeah, that could happen. Um, I think she's opening with the season 11 opener thing. Because didn't Steven Stone tweet and say that the Spring Break episode yeah, was the so. season 11 premiere? I can't remember. So, and we know that, like, Drew and Bianca were, like, filming somewhere. Yeah, at, and, uh, and Sam and Square, I believe. Because we saw that video. Yeah. And what, what's her name? Oh, Kiki Palmer, you mean? She's the singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kiki Palmer. She's there, yeah, too. Yeah, that could be it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I'll agree with what you guys think, because, I mean, it <laughs> could be anybody. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming that these storylines are probably from the first, for the first episode, since... Yeah, like the first first couple or something. Yeah. Maybe the first week? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, because the first week starts the... is uh, We're going back to the, to the daily episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Casey's mm-hmm. probably the shoplifter. I can totally see that happening. Um, it'd be nice if Degrassi did like a little twist and had it not be someone so obvious, you know? I don't know if it's going to be Casey, though, because, I mean, as funny as it would be if he was actually shoplifting diapers, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of, yeah, it's like <laughs> too expected. Like, yeah. I wonder if maybe it's going to be Drew. Yeah, because that also seems like something Drew always just like ends up in these kinds of situations. So. 
I'm thinking maybe him. <laughs> God. Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be, like, someone totally different that we have not expected. Well, yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, it could be one of the new characters, and we would have no idea, so. Mm-hmm. Difficult to say at this point. So, let's move on to the episode, yeah, then. Um, this week's episode was Chasing Pavements Part 1, and the episode focused on Fiona's trial, Allie returning to Degrassi, and this new Anya and Owen storyline. So what was your initial reaction to the episode? Not the biggest fan of Fiona. I feel like they really, really overplayed her um, in like the first half of the season. Um, I don't know, I just never really took to her character and like her issues. So, um, wasn't that my favorite episode. Um, I actually enjoyed like the subplots better. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Bianca. Um, I am a fan of Fiona, but I feel like she's been so over-exaggerated um, with the whole, like, you know, Bobby abuse storyline. And I, I'm, I'm glad to some extent that, you know, they've kind of, like, length, lengthened her plot line and everything, because usually it's done and over with in two-parter. So I'm glad about that, but I, I don't know. I'm just kind of done with, you know, like, Fiona and her issues, and I wish they'd kind of move on to another character. Um, that hasn't been, you know, getting it the water or time. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate then. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this episode, and Fiona <laughs> is one of my favorite characters right now. She's probably my favorite female character. And I really think that this storyline has been so good so far. And I was also pleasantly surprised by the Anya and Owen storyline, too, because I wasn't expecting much from that. But it was actually pretty good. So I really liked the episode. So the Fiona storyline then, let's talk about that first since it was the main storyline in this episode. Um, what did you guys not like about it or like about it? I mean, for the, I mean, the, the only interesting part for me was something that wasn't even related to the trial was when Fiona just randomly made out with Holly J at, at the end of the, at the end of the, the, the trial. Um, I kind of, I kind of th- I mean, I, we knew it was going to happen, but it just came so suddenly. It kind of, th- kind of like shocked me for a little bit. Um, but I mean, in terms of the actual trial, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's because you know they brought back Bobby, and like, yeah, he beat her, but it's like I just, I, I don't know. I just didn't feel for her the way that I think they wanted us to feel. Um, I the part I really actually did like about the episode was when um, Tinsley, who I guess they were dating or were not dating, just up in like 360 and was like, "Yeah, he slapped me across the face." I was like, I was like, okay, did not see that one coming either. Um, so I thought that that was like an interesting twist. Um, but I guess I'm just over it just in general with the Fiona storyline. Um, I don't know. I, I liked how they, like, I liked the storyline. I just didn't like how they've been dragging on Fiona's issues or whatever for so long. Um, I loved how uh, Tinsley kind of got up there and was like, yeah, he hit me, but, you know, it wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> and also the Holy J thing, like, like we were expecting it but I was kind of surprised by it because Holly J's reaction isn't like you know get off of me 
it was kind of like, oh, okay, like it, I don't know. It's it her her reaction surprised me. Yeah, I think it, I think it's because like she did it in the like in the middle of a courtroom. You know what I mean? But like people were still like standing there, so I'm yeah. I'm sure she didn't want to like make a scene when it happened. That's my assumption. My favorite part of the storyline was Kinsley, probably. Well, I mean, I also love Fiona, and my heart was breaking for her through this entire storyline because, you know, she had to get up in front of everybody, testify, admit to all of her problems, and I just think it must have been so hard. And also, um, getting back to Tinsley, um, I never really liked before how they were just making Tinsley like this one-dimensional boyfriend-stealer type of girl. You know, I don't really like when girls are portrayed that way on TV in general. And, you know, even though Tinsley, like, she was never an important character or anything like that. It's not like she was a main character. She was just there to, you know, cause problems for Fiona and Bobby. But at least now we kind of got to see that, you know, she's a person too, and she has her own point of view, and she's not just, like, some evil girl who's, like, out to hurt Fiona or anything like that. She has her own problems, and there's not really much sense in blaming her for what happened with Bobby, because, you know, he was the one who was abusive to Fiona. It's got nothing to do with Tinsley. So the fact that Tinsley kind of, like, came through in the end, and, um, I also just liked how, uh, like, Tinsley and Fiona kind of, like, smiled at each other at the end, and, um, she kind of got back at Bobby in her own little way by, you know, getting herself, they would have never put her on the stand if they knew she was going to say that, so, I thought that was pretty awesome. But one thing that I didn't get, and I kind of see how you guys might say that they are kind of making the storyline too big of a deal, is the, like, $250,000 she got. <laughs> Like, I was very confused about that. That seems mm -hmm. like, that's like a quarter of a million dollars for, you know, we're not talking about like a long-term marriage or something here. Yeah. It was like a relationship that was lasted like a week. So, yeah. I thought that was a bit much. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a stretch. I mean, I've, I've never yeah, was... witnessed, you know, a domestic abuse case. And, I mean, obviously, I would really, a lawyer wouldn't know, like, if that's even, like, a feasible amount. I mean, even if it was, it just seems like an exorbitant amount. And the fact that they, that he gets, like, community service, that's, like, really, that's not, what, wait, did he get, no, no, not community yeah. service, I'm sorry, like, anger management classes? Yeah. Like, I just don't think that was, like, a proper punishment, mm -hmm. considering both of these families are super ridiculously rich, and I'm sure this wouldn't even, like bother that mostly yeah it was the way that it was worded too it was like Bobby you have to pay $250,000 and you have to go to anchor management classes it was kind of like that the money was the big shocker and that the anchor management class was like you yeah. know just something to go along with it well I like how Fiona got um, something for standing up there and testifying because earlier on in the episode you know there was pressure on her to just take the settlement, mm -hmm. but, I mean, to show that she had to be brave enough, and mm -hmm. that it actually paid off in the end, was good. But I was very confused as to what Bobby was actually convicted for, like, was this, like, a criminal charge, or were they suing him, kind of thing? Like, the whole trial thing was a bit fuzzy, but, um, I, th I liked the message that it sent, I guess, so that was good. 
So do you guys want Holly J and Fiona to get together or no? Um, I'm, I'm glad they're shifting next week's part two's focus from not the trial to like a Fiona Holly J type um, storyline. Not sure if I'm sold on them just yet. I mean, they could be the next Palix, but I mean, Palix was awesome. You know, everybody loved Palix, but um, you know, and, and I'm sure you know there's a lot of Holly J supporters. Not sure if there are many that many Fiona supporters. So like, like in the comparison to Palix, you know, everybody loved Alex, everybody loved Paige, but this kind of can go badly if, if it's not done right, I don't think. Um, but we'll see. There's just so much expectation from the promos. Like, I, you know, I feel like Jurassic might not be able to live up to that expectation next week. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of would rather have, you know, Sav and Holly J together because it kind of just seems like, you know, their relationship, Holly J and Fiona's, would kind of be like, you know, Fiona's kind of dream world. And everything that would happen, like, it seems like it's more one-sided. Yeah, for sure. To me. Like, personally, I don't know who I'm supposed to cheer for. Like, I like Fiona and Holly J. I like Holly J and Sav. I like Adam and Fiona, too. Yeah. You know, I'm just very confused. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but then again, like, who's to... I mean, we all know Fiona probably has... Is probably a lesbian, but we don't know if Holly J is at all. Um, yeah. my, my gut is telling me that she's not, that she's probably not going to go for this, um, and probably be with Sav, but, um, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I just don't see, like, if she does decide to magically be a lesbian next episode, I don't, you know, there wouldn't be, that wouldn't be really good, you know, like, a connection there, like, because we just haven't seen it before. Yeah, I agree. So, one more thing that I was thinking about. I'm not sure what you guys think about this, but I was wondering, do you guys think that Degrassi sometimes makes its abusive characters seem too obviously evil? Um, like, not that they should be redeemed or anything like that, but with all of their abusive characters that they've had in the past, like Dean, Rick, and now Bobby in this episode, like, it sort of seems to me when I'm watching the episodes that it's obvious all along that these characters were, like, bad news, I guess you could say. Like, they, from the very beginning, when they're first introduced, like, you know that you're not supposed to like this person, that, um, you know, they're, like, evil, they're going to do something bad, they're usually, like, guest stars that are just brought in for, you know, the episode that they're in. Um, whereas, maybe in, like, a real-life abusive relationship, it's not so easy to see, like, it's not so easy to just, like, identify somebody on the street as, like, you're abusive kind of thing. Um... Did you guys ever think about that before, or what do you think? <laughs> um, I'm just uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that the bad, typical bad characters, it's very Degrassi when there's, like, you know, the bad character, they're always the archetype, you know, the bad guy. You, you know that he's going to do something wrong. And I think that's kind of what's been missing, maybe. Like, you know, get a person who's, you know, totally sweet and, you know, does the most horrible things when, you know, nobody's watching. I think, I don't know, maybe next time they do something like that, maybe they should, like, veer away from the archetype. I don't know. Um, yeah, um, uh, you know, I think the, the bad characters, like, when they come in and, and 
you know they're bad. I think that's almost kind of the point of of, of what the writers were going for. I mean, um, I mean, I guess they tried they tried to make Bobby almost likable. Um, I I almost saw like a likable trait to him because you know he was like preppy new boy and you know until they started getting all these you know menacing stares and looks and you know the menacing music that Degrassi plays. <laughs> um, but um, I I almost think that's that's kind of the point they're they're going for in terms of like you know bad characters you know seemingly bad from the get go. Um, they're bad characters because they don't want us to like them at all because that's their point. But yeah, I mean, interesting. It would be it'd be nice if they got like, you know, I I don't know if it would be nice. It could completely kill a character like, you know, say if, you know, nice Claire, everyone's favorite Claire starts to do some bad shit, you know what I mean? I don't know if that might be like it might be like a complete it'd be interesting to see, but it could be a complete 180 as to, you know, fans liking the character. Yeah, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody like Claire. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm just thinking back to, I don't want to bring this up again, but I am, uh, the, the Declan and Holly J storyline earlier this season. Um, you know, a lot of people, their argument against that storyline was like, oh, I know Declan, and I know that he would never do anything like that. Um <laughs> And I always just thought that that was kind of an unfair <laughs> argument because you can't say that somebody who is a, a who is a victim of abuse should have known. Like, oh, you should have seen the traits in this person. You should have known what was going to happen to you. Um, you know, that just seems a bit unfair. And I think that Degrassi, with a lot of these characters like Bobby, um, they tend to make the characters very black and white. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I guess it's probably in the, the time restraints, they have to be like, hey, this character's bad, we only have half an hour to show that, you know what I mean? Yeah. If they had, if you know, if it was like a huge miniseries, maybe, you know, that would be the case. But interesting, but like, you're you're totally right about the Holly J. Declan storyline thing, I don't know, it's like a touchy subject, but, um, you know, you're, you're absolutely right, I mean, <laughs> obviously no one really, like, yeah, he's been portrayed as a really good character and everybody likes him, but that's not to say that he can't do something wrong. So let's uh, talk about the Anya and Owen storyline now, then. I really like this storyline. What about you guys? I actually really, really enjoyed it. I don't know why. I actually like them together. I don't know because it's just, I don't know if it's because it's they're, he's awkward with her and she's kind of awkward back, but um, I kind of like it. And it's nice to see Owen as not, like, a complete douchebag. Yeah, definitely. Um... I don't know, going into watching the episode, I was totally anti, you know, Anya, Owen, um, but as the episode kind of progressed, I was, you know, thinking, well, you know, it might not be that bad if they got together, but I don't know, they aren't as good as Dr. Kristen, (laughs) but that's just my opinion, I'm probably like the only one who thinks that, but that's just my opinion, and you know, if they brought Dr. Chris back, I... That would be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but they won't. Well, I'm pretty much the only one who's going to say this, but I don't want Anya and Owen to get together, but I still like this episode. Um, and the reason I don't want Anya and Owen to get together is I just, I still find it very hard to feel sorry for Owen. And 
you know, after everything that happened with Riley and Zane especially, I mean, this is a guy who, like, threw Zane in a dumpster, like, and just says, like, the most terrible things and just, like, continually has promoted hate and ignorance and discrimination, and I think that if he just, like, changes his ways because he likes Anya, it's not, that's not going to, like, redeem him to me, you know? There needs to be, like, another reason for Owen to redeem himself, other than just being nice so that Anya will give him the time of day, kind of thing. But I did really like the storyline, because I kind of liked the whole sexual harassment angle and um, how Anya actually went and told a teacher about it. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, definitely agree. I mean, I guess I, I to can totally see where you're coming from, Erin, but, like, that's not to say that people can change because he, maybe he's really inspired by her because Anya, I mean, is a good person. Um, maybe he wants to change because of her. You know what I mean? I mean, um, I'm not going to write off Owen right away because I know he's done horrible, horrible things. And, like, he shouldn't be forgiven right away for it. But, I mean, just to, just to see something else other than him being a complete ass, like, oh, now I can't, like, him um, getting kicked out of CPR class and now he can't become a lifeguard. It's, I guess now that I see that maybe he's not a complete douche and, like, actually has some sort of goals in life, and seeing, like, this other side of him was actually really, really very interesting. Um, I hope they continue on with giving Owen, you know, more of a three-dimensional look at his life. Because, um, I mean, I feel like he can easily, I mean, not be a fan favorite, but, you know, be liked. Because, you know, I mean, he's liked all over Twitter. Um, you know, obviously Daniel, Ke Daniel Kelly, not Owen. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've, I, have, I have hope for him. I like the storyline, but I kind of felt like Anya and Owen were kind of, you know, like, pushed together. Like, they didn't have a lot of storylines at the beginning or at the middle of the season, and the writers were kind of like, well, Owen's in the opening credits, and he hasn't really had a storyline, and Anya hasn't been in any episode as, like, a subplot in a while, and we just put them together. Um, I like their react, like, their uh, interaction together. Like, I could, I could see them being maybe, like, friends maybe and Anya would help Owen a little bit become more of a nicer person but I felt like it was forced I guess it could be possible in the long run I just hope that it like if Anya and Owen do get together I hope it's not next week like that's just really fast for me um, I think they need more time to like establish Owen and to uh, find out more about his character oh yeah definitely I can really forgive him <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, they can they they can throw in a couple of lines about his life and stuff like that, but they need to they need to really develop that. And it doesn't sound like it's going to I don't think it's going to happen next week. I mean, you know, knock on wood because it it looks like Anya just doesn't want to have anything to do with him at all. Yeah, which makes sense in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was cool though um how they did the, like, the whole sexual harassment, I'm going back to that, um, the sexual harassment aspect of this storyline was really interesting because I think that, like, it's really common in a lot of high schools, and, like, I can remember being in situations like that in high school, and I never went to a teacher the way that Anya did, but I think it's kind of awesome that she did, and, um, 
And then, you know, she didn't apologize for it either, even though Owen got all upset with her. So, I really like that part. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, definitely a, lo a lot of that goes unsaid. I mean, you know, it's 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 very brave of her to to go to a teacher and you know and um and kind of rat him out in a way because that stuff like that can can go so overlooked. I mean, it's it's a great message to girls to you know when if something ever makes you uncomfortable that it's totally fine to like go and tell somebody because if you're uncomfortable then it's not you know that it's not okay um great message definitely okay sure. yeah i agree so the alley storyline alley's come back to the grassy finally um is there really much to talk about with the storyline i don't know what did you guys think of it <laughs> No thoughts, really. <laughs> um, Drawn a blank. I don't know. It was, it was kind of just like, oh, she's back, and we need you back because you're really smart, and we need you back for the <laughs> test scores, for the math test scores. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know, you, you you've kind of gone through hell, and all you can, all the teachers or whatever, can focus on um, is your smartness. But I, I don't know if I like the whole relationship of, you know, like, Miss O and Allie. I found that a little bit weird. Because, like, I, I mean, it's okay to have, like, a close relationship with your teacher, but it was just so weird. Like, why would a teacher be emailing you, like, quote-unquote stupid kids' <laughs> names so you could help them? Like, I, I don't know. I've never experienced that kind of relationship with a teacher before, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Know. you know, so true. That's so. I think it's so unprofessional, Miss O, to ever be emailing another student like a list of quote unquote stupid kids. I I just thought I just figured I don't know. I mean, Allie being back at school, I figured she'd be. I mean, I can't say that I'm mad at her for being, you know, pumped about academics, but because it it could go the opposite way, and Allie could be really pumped about being back at school and being popular because she's often had the storylines where she's very concerned about her popularity. So I'm actually gl glad in some sense that it took a turn that she wasn't concerned about that for once and about something that is actually good for her, such as academics. I just, it just, it was really boring though. I'm not going to lie. I guess because it was about academics. I don't know. <laughs> it's just me. Exactly. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was nice to see Allie and Claire talking again, but another thing I didn't get about it was how Allie can squi switch schools so many times and, like, still expect to pass her courses. Like, <laughs> how can that be allowed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Isn't there, like, different curriculum requirements at each school? Like, you know, when you bounce around schools, you know, not every school, especially from, like, a private to a public school, mm -hmm. like, um like graduation and grade requirements aren't the same so <laughs> I mean it's Degrassi for you yeah yeah exactly alright so next week's episode is the um, Fiona and Adam Holly J love triangle we think unless we're being misled by the promos which is very possible but are you guys excited about next week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am, but I, I just I don't I don't have high expectations for the episode. We also kind of saw in the promo, I think it was the Much Music one, like Drew and Allie kind of looking at each other. 
Right. Um, and I don't know if I want to see... I don't really know if I want to see them interacting together. Like, I feel like I want them to, just to see what would happen. Um, but I, I don't... I don't know. I, Owen and Anya, I could do without, but I'm kind of, you know... I want to see how it's going to end, if it does end, um, next week. Yeah, I would I would never want Allie and Drew to get back together. Yeah, I hope that no never way. happens. Me too. That's just... <laughs> the fact the fact that they have interact like if they do have an interaction with each other I'm just not looking forward to that because I mean it was a horrible storyline to begin with it was they were a horrible relationship um, they never should have gotten together um, <laughs> it's sad that I'm looking more looking forward to the Anya story Anya Owen storyline next week <laughs> or this week <laughs> I'm looking forward to um, the Adam involvement in the storyline because we haven't seen him for a while and I think that this episode is going to make me feel really bad for him like especially the part it's in the promo when uh, she calls him the best of both worlds like that just kind of broke my heart when I heard her say that Yeah, I have a feeling he's going to get his heart broken yeah I I think so Um, I wonder if we're going to figure out um, who the journal entry was meant for Oh, this right. week, like maybe Adam might find it or Fiona might tell him. Um, so that might be interesting to see too, definitely. But I, I know Adam's heart's definitely going to be aching by the end of next week's episode. My God, I just can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> do you guys think that the Holly J and Fiona kiss when they're wearing the dresses? Do you think that's a dream sequence? Because some people are saying that it's just a dream sequence and that everyone's going to be disappointed because it's not real. Yeah, in the promos it looked kind of dreamy to me. Um, They kind of had like the foggy background Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I mean, it wasn't too, too obvious, but it it did look look really dreamy to me. So I can definitely, I'm on that dream bandwagon. I think it's definitely a dream. Yeah, I think so too. I was reading that... um, AfterEllen.com because I like reading Degrassi reviews and they're all like it better not be a dream sequence but I think they're going to be disappointed because I think it is too especially the new Teen Nick promo pictures that came out like it looks all I don't know how to describe it but it doesn't look real yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know like I said before it's only I mean they're not going to have Holly J be a lesbian like that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah definitely I think it's going to be a sad episode. I'm preparing myself in advance. <laughs> Bring your nap. <laughs> Bring your tissues. <laughs> All right. So next week's podcast, we'll be talking about this episode, of course. And Ashley, you're, are you still going to the Soundspeed concert next week? Um. Yeah, I think I'm like ninety-nine point nine nine nine. All that jazz. <laughs> sure, I'm going. So it should be fun. Um, I think they're doing a meet and greet after, and I think some of the cast members will probably be there because um, it's their last show. So I'm excited. So if anybody, you know, is there and sees me, say hi. Um, But yeah, no, exciting stuff. So we'll talk about that then if I end up going, which I'm pretty sure I will. What day Uh, is that next week? It's on the 9th. I think it's a Saturday. Oh, yeah, the Saturday, Saturday coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, nice. really late, though, so I don't know how many, like, you'd be younger people. I don't know if they'd end up going, but anyways, yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I can't go. Because actually, it is okay in terms of my exams, mm-hmm. but I can't go to Toronto for something that starts at 10.30pm because I'd well, never be able to make it back home. <laughs> yeah, the door. Yeah, the doors open at 7, but they don't go on until 10.30. Like, there's acts yeah. before them and everything like that, but mm-hmm. if they're going on at 10.30 and they're going on for 45 minutes and then they're doing a meet and greet after, you're probably going to be there until at least, like, 12 or 1. So Yeah, like that sounds lame. The, yeah. Definitely, and if you have to go back, it'll you know, take you like two hours yeah, to go it back. Yeah, two hours to get back. So wouldn't wouldn't be fun. It's still an hour for me to go back, but it's not that bad because I'm on the go train. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's anyways. the thing. I couldn't I couldn't take road transit because it doesn't go that late. So oh, I really? have to go to like the Toronto bus station, which is creepy. Saturday night Toronto bus station. No thanks. So, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It's not good at all. Um, oh, and also, we have a Twitter now, so, you know, follow us, oh, yeah. and if you have any questions, you can uh, tweet us now from our Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Degrassi Talks, um, and we also set up an email, too, so you can send us your questions or feedback or whatever you want, and the email is DegrassiTalks at gmail.com. And if you guys have any more questions that you want us to talk about, um, please leave more comments or or tweet us, because I actually got a bunch of good questions this week, and I'll probably answer some more in the next podcast, too, because so, those are fun. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm glad people are sending in questions. Yeah, you know, when I heard last week, I was like, oh, God, no one's going to send us questions. And <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm actually glad to hear that, ever, that you guys are sending in questions. It means you guys are listening to us, which is yeah, really, really exactly. awesome. I'm always surprised that people listen to us. Yeah. I don't get it. I know, me too. I was like, no one definitely listens to this except for us, but it's okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. good hobby. Us and Degrassi tabloid, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and also, right. yeah, oh, well, sorry. You can go ahead, Ashley. Oh, no, 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 I was going to say, uh, we were, uh, Greg needs to come on too, but he's having issues with himself um, because... <laughs> He was supposed to come on this week, I think. And was he? I don't know. Yeah, like, I think he was supposed to come on, like, this week as what we're recording right now. And, I like, I don't think he emailed Aaron back. And then that would have been easier because Aaron could have, you know, sent him, like, an outline and all that kind of stuff. But he only tweeted us. So I think it was, like, you know, mixed translations. And it's just over Twitter and everybody was busy. So that didn't happen. So... I invited him to come on any other time, and he says, no, the invitation was only for this week. So, everybody should tweet Greg and tell him to come on our episode whenever he wants to, because he's invited. Just every, everyone tweet Greg and tell him to stop being a dick, and to yeah, just exactly. come on the show, because this invitation's only going to last for so long. Yeah, it's only for another five episodes, and then, you know, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on that note, (laughs) I guess we will say goodbye. All right, goodbye. (laughs) All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye.